Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-the-box points of view. So, you've all heard of the West Ham way, the Man United way, but do team identities actually exist? Or are they just a way for disgruntled fans to feel good about themselves when they aren't winning games? After all, isn't every team's quote-unquote way exactly the same as every other's? Elsewhere, we're listing the top five Premier League goalkeepers since the year 2000 in order. I'm your host, Harry Brent. So, there have been six Englishmen to have managed a team in the Champions League. So, I'm not talking about the European Cup. So, post-1992, I think. Please, okay. hopefully that's not wrong. Um, so, just in the Champions League, there have only been six English managers. Uh, they, don't, they haven't necessarily managed English teams, but, they've, but they're, they're English. They're not Scottish, not Northern Irish, English. Uh, I don't necessarily expect you to get all of them. Uh, though you would, you know, you all have the ability. You've heard, you will have heard of at least five out of out of these six guys. Um, but I'm going to start off four. Then I'll consider that a win, and I'll and I'll give you the other two. Okay, I'm going to say Gary Neville. Gary Neville is one. Uh, Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp is two. Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard is three. Um, Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson is four. Okay, get five. <laughs> That's too quick. Um, so, English managers that have managed a Champions League team. I managed yeah. the Champions League, right? Yeah. I have not. Um, uh, oh, no, he's not. Moise. Moise. You're excited then. Now I realise. I feel like the other two are going to be like Gary Neville, where he had like a very short stint. Whilst I, I can't speak for one of them because it was it was before my time um, as a football fan. But the 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 other one, which you guys, you know, put it this way, you all knew me during while while this was going on. So it's post twenty twelve. Well, uh, right, that kind of gives it away. Actually, it was um, post. 26, well, six, 2016 or beyond, I believe. Mm. Hang on, that might not be right. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to bamboozle us. Point is, yeah. You right, just, just say yeah, it's like trail. roughly like between in the last six years or so. I'm trying to think, so within the last six years. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of teams just in general. Just yeah. I feel like there's one that might be in the Italian league, but then. I don't know. I'll give you a slight clue with, with, this, with this one. No, which is, oh. it's not a bad guess, though, which is... Um, oh, well, good the, guess. The, 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 the um, person who got um, this team to the Champions League uh, left or got sacked, and then this guy took over. Oh, Nigel Pearson, is it? No, but you're on the right Ooh. lines. Leicester. <clears throat> Ooh. Um, it was Leicester's manager. Leicester. So yeah, it was Leicester. Who managed Leicester in their Champions League? Well, after Ranieri got sacked. Can you picture oh. him? Big face. He's literally did nothing before it and has done nothing since. Oh my God, you! Oh sugar, yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, I, I, nah, I can't remember his name. He's going to do my nothing. What does he look like, Rose? Describe him. Uh, he's got oh. a big head. <laughs> he's like Nigel Pearson. In the sense that he managed Leicester. Well, <laughs> I'm not like visually looking. I'm trying to picture him. Um, he doesn't really look. He doesn't really look like. Managed anyone since? Um, oh. He, oh, I, I, off the top of my head, I think he has in the in the championship, but don't. That might be wrong. Nah, I can't remember his name. I'll give you. I'll give you his. Yeah, I'll give you his nickname, the Leicester guy, Shaky. Oh, Shaky. Craig Shakespeare. Craig Shakespeare. Oh, oh, Craig Shakespeare. <laughs> Craig, shaky Shakespeare. Was he assistant manager, or? He, he was, yeah, he was the assistant, and then they, so he just took over, and then he, I think he got the job because he'd done all right, and then got sacked in the next. He looks what like Mason and Warnock mixed together, doesn't it? What team does the other guy manage, or did the other guy manage? You should know, mate. Oh, should know. I mean, not, yeah, not, yeah, Blackburn. <laughs> Big Sam? No. no. I mean, again, I, I, I don't expect you to get it because I will be honest, I, I hadn't heard of him. How far, how far back are we going? Before your birth, I'm afraid. Before, well, before my birth. Oh, okay. Well, actually, no, wait. When did Blackburn won the league in 94? 95. so before your birth. Oh, well, as you were being born, maybe. No. Exact that moment. <laughs> So it would have been the guy who took over from Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I ain't got no What's his name? Uh? Ray Harford. Ray Harford. That's such a nineties English name. Ray. Right. My name's Ray, Ray Harford. <laughs> no, no, Harry. It would have been Ray. Ray. Name's Ray. Name's not Ray. Ray Harford. I'll add a bit of peace. I just say though. Shout out to Sander and Erin. Shout out, actually, yeah, well, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep that one in. Zander, Aaron, if you listen, if you're listening, this is the kind of fun you could be having right now. This kind yeah. of bants right here. This one's for you. It's we got the entire uh, scouting team looking for you, and they rate you ninety nine, sign you whatever the price. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten wood podcast. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll pose a quick one before we um, before we move on to the the uh, <laughs> the main course. I give you a little start. I give you a little appetizer. Um, I was having a conversation with um, a football fan, and we were talking about uh, we were talking about Tottenham actually. And uh, well, I was a football fan. He's my father. My father um, is not a Mourinho fan whatsoever, um, and doesn't really enjoy the kind of football Tottenham play under him. And he was basically saying like, it's not the Tottenham way. You know, like I don't really, I don't get any enjoyment out of winning, uh, you know, winning the way that Mourinho play, it sets up his team and stuff. And it got me thinking like a lot of teams, a lot of fans will say that they've got like, my team has a certain way, the West Ham way, the Man United way, you know, the, the Tottenham way, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, with, uh, yeah, well, yeah. So without, obviously, that there will be exceptions to this, like Barcelona, like you know, Ajax, or whatever. But I just want to pose the question: Is this whole idea of teams having a way just a load of like, you know, 
same old, same old, you know, a, a one size fits all rubbish, just in the sense that when has a team ever described their way as anything other than fast flowing, attacking football, you know, creativity, yeah. lots of goals, you know, we, we don't like losing. Losing's not our football. We like, you know, do you know no, maybe, maybe not, maybe not anti-losing, but just like every team says we like attacking, entertaining football. And that to me is just that you can't just claim that as your way. Like, I don't think it well, exists. Well, I mean, in terms of Tottenham, like what your, your dad's saying, I imagine is Pochettino's football is, is what he misses and what, what would be... Uh, I can't way, speak for him, but, but when yeah. I... My memory serves me right. He said it extends beyond that. Like, it's not just... Oh, wow. I mean, he, he was a big fan of Poch and, and thinks that he definitely was a sort of top, Tottenham manager. Mm. But, um, but the way it, he described it is, yeah, fast, exciting... Yeah, uh, ball on the floor, quick moving, high energy, attacking. My my dad high is a bit price. of a a bit of an anomaly because I think if he, if you offered him uh, winning the league with Mourinho style football, or finishing tenth with you know mad like you know fluid football, he'd take finishing tenth all, all day. I'd take first so every time. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't necessarily <laughs> think he speaks for all fans, but. Um, but, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. and then you get the West Ham way, which is, you know, ball what on is, the ground. What is, what's the West Ham way? Ball on the ground, always uh, press the man. Fluid, um, fluid, press the man, attacking bring in, It's all the bring same. Bringing players from the reserve squad. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same. Bringing in youth. Yeah, that's the, you know, the, that's the way. It's all the same. It's all the same. Now, obviously, all like, teams want to bring in youth players. Every yeah. single one. There's not a team in the world that wants to go out and spend £80 million pounds on a player no. when they could bring in a youth player for not even a hundredth of the cost. Yeah. And it's, not one and it's about connecting with the local area as well. If you're bringing people from the area, that's just a nice... And nice. every team wants to play good football. Like, what's, yeah. I think it's more than anything. I think it's just a reassuring factor. Like, when, when teams say this, nine times out of ten is when they're struggling... They never mm. state when they're winning. They never go, oh, we've played some fantastic food. Like, they just say, yeah, we played good. And then they talk about mm. individual performances. They always seem to talk about it when the team's struggling. It's almost like a reassurance for yeah. the managers to get across the team going, like, I don't know, I'm really like, we tried to be fast. We tried to play this kind of football. We tried to do this. Like, it's almost like a fake apology. Like, it's almost you like saying, excuse, we tried this. excuse for not being successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, what I'll say possibly. is that you, you never see Burnley string together 60 passes in a row, score an absolute cracking goal, and go, oh, no, it's not the Burnley way. I mean, one match that Blackburn turned into Barcelona. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that. <laughs> that was actually brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the the thing, thing that, is, that... you say it when they're struggling. It's like, you, some, like teams will bring this up when they're struggling, and they're, hmm. but, but what is their way? It's just better form. But that's yeah. what I mean. You've had, you've had like at certain points, Burnley um, and like any Allardyce team have had that kind of, um, you know, Blackburn, Bolton, West Ham, whatever, have had that sort of. West Ham didn't like his football, but there's been some sort of like um, celebration of his Route One direct defensive mm. style. But I don't think that, you know, I don't. I don't remember Blackburn and Bolton fans ever going, yeah, this is the Bolton way. You know, everybody kind of wants the same, uh, the same style. But I, but I was thinking, obviously, you, you, there are exceptions. You know, Barcelona, 
have a way. Uh, Ajax have a way. Um, you know, <laughs> so, well, well, is, I mean, is not that necessarily after, after a good thing? Splurge on all those exotic players. I mean, um, Barcelona, they are so. They they are their fans are so like they don't move on their opinion of what type of football should be played. Yeah, and that makes them not easy to figure out. But like teams know what they want to do. Well, that that was always and, a big um, thing with Pep Guardiola, wasn't it? He was very adamant that he will always have there's 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 a plan A and there's no, and there's no plan B because plan A is always better if you if you execute it right, which you know has its pros and cons. Is that, is that a quote? I don't think it's a direct. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but like, that's, 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 that's a brilliant <laughs> quote. <laughs> if yeah, it is. Um, that's fantastic. But um, every every team, like again, going back to what we were saying, like, I just think every team, like, it's almost like they're uh, obliged to say this kind of stuff because if you go to Preston and go, "No, we're not playing this kind of football. We're playing oh, this football smoke, instead." Smoke outside of England for too long. Josh is Josh is reeling us back in there. <laughs> back to, yeah, back to the English leagues. <laughs> but yeah, go on, go on. Spanish, Italian, you know, German. No farmers league. No farmers league. No French farmers league. No French farmers league. Yeah, that's Which big bat, uh, what about the bug? I, I think probably I think still Boston's better. Played very well. It's probably still better. <laughs> still better. More competitive. Still better. Yeah, it is more competitive, more fair, um, more, you know, open. But the, the, um, Obviously, as I say, there are certain um, teams who have a who have a start, and and you could argue also that like Arsenal, Dave had a, had a start certainly certainly in the kind of early and mid Wenger years, maybe less so in the late years. But and you know because Arsenal were always the passing team, and that I think you could definitely say that's our you know that is that is the that was the Arsenal way for a long time. But it, but but again, I wonder whether. You, you know these sort of things are more down to who the manager is than anything else. You know, was that the Arsenal way because it was the Wenger way? Um, that's all. Um, I think, like we said, I think a style or the way, the way that fans talk about is a style or philosophy synonymous with a team's success or most successful period in their history. And mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, there, Arsenal, the Arsenal way is the Wenger way because we obviously had so much success. We obviously had a massive amount of success under George Graham and that changed before it used to be 1-0 to the Arsenal because from what I guess, Graham was very similar to Mourinho. Good point. Yeah, good point. So you're right. So there you go. Like Arsenal, the Arsenal way prior to that was a kind of, yeah, well, you're right, 1-0 to the Arsenal. And And then it has obviously changed. So I think that kind of backs my point up that it's Yeah, I think it... It is attached to a manager. I think it's attached to a manager if the manager brings success. I think that's the important yeah. thing. It's not just yeah. about playing a certain way, but having no result. It's about playing a certain way and having results <clears throat> in trophies, yeah. winning championships. So a perfect example is Chelsea. The Chelsea way was changing managers until you brought success. So within mm. that, you had a, a sub-style. So you obviously had your Mourinho, you had your Conte, you had your... Um, all the the other managers that have brought uh, success with their certain style but ultimately the Chelsea way is that Abramovich would bring in different managers to bring success but it seems now that that Abramovich wants to adopt this sort of 
philosophy that Lampard has. So maybe he's bringing in a specific style or way that he wants longevity with in the same way that he had it with Wenger, in the same way with Fergie, you know, with his high tempo, sort of wing-focused attacking play. So I think, mm. I think you're right. I think it is synonymous at times with certain managers, but I think it depends on how successful that money manager was throughout that team's history. Mm. Yeah, Man United was you, never, you, never hear of, you never hear of a team that say, oh, this is our way and it's a way because they've been unsuccessful. It's always been credited towards <laughs> successful plays or successful you know, times within yeah, that, the club. That's again why I give my dad credit because I think if, um, you know, he would be happy with a, you know, playing the right way and losing three, four, or whatever, uh, and he would be like, "Yep, that's my, that's the identity I, I associate with, and that's fine." But I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I think you're right. I think it comes, it comes from success, and usually it comes from a kind of dynasty. I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's good saying that, like, in terms of the scenario. But do you, like, do you actually believe? Like, do you really, really, like, to the bottom of your heart, believe that he would take tenth? playing good football off like win the league. I if it, I, was, I, if it was if it was actually offered to him. because like, if that was offered to me I'd bite I'd bite the hand off for that first word yeah. instantly. I I've had this I've I've posed that question to him a few times and I and I, I've not been convinced by any, anything he said, but I've been convinced by things I've seen over the past few years. I do believe gen, genuinely he wouldn't find any um or he'd find very little sort of joy from a great because he he always says you know fo- football's not about like having your like having your team's name or or whatever on a trophy it's about kind of enjoying this feeling of being part of it of being part of something like a he, again this is completely paraphrasing but um you know being part of something and watching it watching it grow and really you know getting involved in it and i don't think he would get like he you know he always said that obviously when chelsea got got bought over and all the money injected for me, as a how old was I? Uh, Ten years old. That was um, oh my god, this is amazing. But you know, he was sort of always saying like, obviously, I'd get used to it, but that I wouldn't enjoy that initial thing because it's not that's not Tottenham. You know, that's not my team that I know. So would then that uh, become the Tottenham way? If if you if Mourinho, let's say hypothetically, he won the league three out of the next five seasons, and he won it mm-hmm. in this Mourinho way of winning one nil, parking the bus, etc. Would then Tottenham fans be like, maybe this is the Tottenham way, or would Tottenham fans still desire a more expansive, conventional attacking football, exciting football? Well, I, th- I think at the core of it, football is an entertainment. Like you know, it's entertainment. If you're not being entertained mm. with something, no one's going to pay for it. Mm. So, as yeah, I'd always say stick to like the on-pitch way would always have to be. Some some entertaining kind of football, but then I'm thinking here about Tottenham, and I'm thinking, does does it really need to be like just an on the pitch way that can be influenced? Like I mean, if you look at like Daniel Levy over the last few years, I mean he's he's implemented what would be now be like the Tottenham way in a in a transfer market or or, mm. or something like that, where they're you know, they've got these players on these contracts, they'll offer them like four-year contracts and just give them a little bit of a wage yeah. increase every year. That's that's seen as the Tottenham where uh, not, <clears throat> there's not much spending. We're bringing in youth uh, like youth players quite often and, and you know, just like smart transfers, like one-in-one-out type. For, for, well, maybe not 
as much recently, but especially mm. like during Pochettino's uh, time at the club, it, was, mm. it seemed to be like a one-in-one-out, quite kind of even books type of thing. And that, mm. that could be seen as like a Tottenham way as well. What are your thoughts as, as a Chelsea fan, having had so many managers within a certain period of time, but having so much success within that time? Are you happy that someone like Lampard's getting a chance who hopefully has that will have that longevity, maybe not as much as Wenger or Fergie, but will definitely have longer than mm. the managers that you've had in the past? I, I'm not... I mean, it's nice that it's Lampard because of sentimental reasons. Um, it's a move I think we've always we've needed to do, you know, at some point. Um, but obviously, for for the entire time we've been having this very short term, you know, change it up if it's not working policy. It's been producing results pretty consistently, so that you can't really poke any holes in it. But I do think that ultimately that can't, that's not sustainable forever, mm-hmm. no matter how much money Abramovich has, or at least you know the the alternative, which is what seemingly where we're going now, is is more sustainable. So I think it's a move we had to make, and I'm pleased we're making it. Um, but you know, I think as long as you're as long as you've got savvy um, people, savvy decision makers, which you know sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, I'm not wholly against. You know, like I don't, I don't like the idea. Like, so if I was Man United manager, I would not, I would not want Solskjaer to stick around for the sake of keeping with a manager who's not doing terribly. Like that's 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 the, the other side of it. Like Chelsea would sack managers for not doing really really well. Which is, I mean, you, you, know, you sacked one that bad when you were Europa League last, last season, and sacked and yeah, um, Liverpool. We, yeah, we Benitez left after Europa League, and Chilotti mm. left a year after the title. Conte the year after the title. So yeah, but but the other the other side of it is, you know, you 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 sort of stick with people who you know are just like this. This isn't really the answer, but are we? You know, and I think that I wouldn't want to be in that position. I wouldn't want to be just sitting there with something that I know. Well, there's better out there. And you know, you we're not that might be the case with Frank. Do you worry? Is I that mean, your main worry that he'll do a mediocre job for so long a time? But it's like it's Lampard giving more time, giving more time. I don't. I don't worry that we will be stuck with him. I, I think if Lampard's not the right man, I think he will either move on or he'll be moved on. I don't really think that that we're going to get in a position where, um, you know, it doesn't become. It's sort of you know, clear that he's not right, but he stays on. If that makes sense. Yeah. I also don't think there'd ever be any bad blood there either with the Chelsea fans and Frank Lampard. No, I don't feel like no. it'd ever get as far as... like It wouldn't get to such an extreme that people would start to hate him. Yeah, it'll, it'll take it'll be gone a before long that. time for the fans to, to turn on him. <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, you know, if, if, if he keeps losing and losing or saying the wrong things, then... They will start asking for him to go, but no, the Chelsea fans are never going to hate him, no matter what he does. You know. Even yeah, but like they could get to a point where they hate him, but it takes so long. He would have already been sacked by then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, no, but not, like, not even like taking, taking the Michael. Like it, it never gets to that point, and that's probably well, a good thing. Ex- exhibit A: When uh, when Mourinho got sacked in the second time, when we were 16th in the league, we were 16th in December, <laughs> and the fans were still were still on his side. They were saying. <laughs> They were saying, um, they, you know, they were going at the players. They were like, look, look, we still love this guy. Um, then he goes and slags us off for the next four years. So, <laughs> cheers, Jose. Um, he, he even got a dig in there in the Spurs documentary. I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, what, what would you say like, to 
Mr Mourinho, what would you say to people who uh, say you're betraying Chelsea as a betrayal? He's winning three leagues and getting sacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything against him for going to other English clubs. That, that doesn't bother me much. Um, but the thing, the thing that annoyed me, I think, with Mourinho was that when he, because he, he, because when he joined Man United, he obviously wanted to appease the fans by distancing himself from Chelsea. But he went a bit, but went a bit far the other way, I think, and he started slagging our fans off and and you know sort of saying that you know i think he was directing it at the hierarchy but he was insulting the fans as well so the fans gave him something back when he came back to stanford bridge and then he took that decision to then gesture in front of them pointing to the man you're not and like pointing you know so and then he kind of made it all about like how can you turn on me i you know i've done all you all this stuff and it's like we're not turning on you mate you've been slagging us off so we're just returning the favor you can't have it both ways that was what annoyed me, but um, I, look, there's no bad blood. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think I think he will still always be a kind of good, a big, big figure. Not as big as he would have been if he hadn't gone Man United. But do you hear or it's your story? No, 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 no. The one I don't well, like is Benitez. I never liked Benitez. So. <laughs> Benitez, Benitez is a brilliant manager. Okay, now we're going to rank the top five Premier League goalkeepers since the year 2000 from one to five in order, and we've all got to unanimously agree on that order so I think we can all safely assume that uh, a certain um, American football helmet wearing goalkeeper is number one right I'm getting nods I'm getting nods of course nods don't nods don't translate well into audio so um, uh, I mean we're we're lucky we're I mean we're lucky fortunately for him Schmeichel is you know only played what one yeah. or two or three seasons. I, th- I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, not not many games, and and he wasn't that good while he was doing it. No, I mean he was a nineties nineties keeper, yeah. wasn't he? Really. Um, so yeah, I, I have got Petr Cech as first. In, so Petr Cech is first. Everybody for yeah. everybody there. Cech number one. Yeah, I mean we don't really need yeah. to spend too much time, and no. I think he he's below Schmeichel, but I think he's above he's above the above everybody else. Certainly, certainly since that. I mean, you know, there's a few candidates on here that have. Um, that, that knocked him close but yeah longevity consistency it was a shame his head injury happened because I think his those two two years first two years at Chelsea he was crazy good and um, Rich I had mean, no fear until he set fear a record he set a record that I don't believe will ever be broke well not him specifically but the the conceding of just 15 league goals in one season I, I, yeah. I can't see how that will be unless there's some bizarre I, I think two of them with the Blackbirds which was the entire the entire town was quite proud of at the time I, I remember him saving like a penalty against Blackburn <laughs> in that season yeah 40. I think you're right did Dickoff Paul Dickoff get, get Paul one Dickoff mm. yeah. yeah he's managing um, though isn't he yes what a guy. Okay. So this is, this is when it gets, gets quite interesting. Um, number two, who wants to start us off? Mine is, mine is going to be slightly questionable. So I went, I'll just check my notes real quick. Yes, that is correct. I went for Van der Sar. My number two okay. spot. Why don't, we, why don't we go around? Why don't we say right, who, who's everybody got? And then we'll try and have a discussion about it. Right. So Van der Sar is number two for Ash Egby. I had De Gea. De Gea, right? 
Okay. Um, I'm so, I'm still like a bit like as soon as it comes out of my mouth, it's not gonna it's gonna feel like so just oh this isn't right. But I have my just I have my justification for it, but I'm not completely settled on my justification. Arisa Balaga. Uh, <laughs> Arisa Balaga, can you imagine? He, he's just got the best leadership. <laughs> my, yeah, no, he's got it. My number two is my number two is. Courtois and sorry, no, I'm going to defend no. that. I'm going to defend that straight away because I think it needs to be defended. Because I, 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 I'm about it. I think first of all, I was, I was trying to when I was doing this list, I was thinking, you know, obviously there was a big sort of Czech Van der Sar rivalry, and and you know, I think Czech was proved to be the the, the better player there. Uh, there was a big when when Courtois was in the league. There was a big, like you know, De Gea Courtois rivalry, and I think you know the the consensus would be that De Gea came out on top there. Um, it's a kind of personal choice for me because I've always been slightly, you know, not not a huge De Gea fan. I think he's, but Courtois was unlucky that, you know, in a sense that De Gea's very best year, he had a period where he was just very unbelievable and wasn't making mistakes. Um, that was when Courtois was in the league, so he was kind of over, overshadowed every every year, which is which is a bit weird because I'm kind of justifying his time um, as above De Gea's, even though it's you can argue that every single year he was there, De Gea was a was a better keeper. But I, I can't put De Gea above Courtois because I think Courtois all round is a much better keeper than De Gea. Uh, I think De Gea's got he's had one or two, possibly two and a half years now, post being really good form, where he's looked a very, very unreliable keeper. And he had one or two years uh, at the start of his Man United career when he was a very unreliable keeper. And that's too much for me. Courtois never had that. He's never had that period of being unreliable. Sure, he, he, he had, you know, not absolutely dominant periods. But I think when Courtois is at his best, he is the second best keeper, barring Czech. And I, I even think... At his very best, Courtois was a better keeper than Czech, in all honesty. I, I don't think he produced that for long enough, but I, I, that, that, that's the only reason why. And we can see now at Madrid, he's like, you know, again, slightly dodgy start, but I think that was just because Madrid had a dodgy start. Now, I don't think he is better than Oblak, but a lot of pundits in Spain are saying he's better than Oblak. I, I, I'm not one of those. Well, I'm not a pundit in Spain, for one. But I mean, you said, you said David De Gea uh, came out on top of that. Um, yeah. Of that little battle, but uh, Courtois really got the dream move to Real Madrid, didn't they? So, yeah, well, saying that, that I think Madrid only went for Courtois because they couldn't get to Haya. That was <laughs> the, the, the thing. But look um, at them now. But yeah, but, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's funny that you you would instantly need, feel the need to defend Courtois, and I was going to come at you with no flame whatsoever for for that joke. I think I think it's very very reasonable I, I think to suggest. It's just coming from a Chelsea. Perspective. I think it just sounds a bit biased, given that I've got, you know, yeah, no, I mean, to, and, and I wouldn't hold it any. Willie Caballero. Willie Caballero number. I mean, three. I mean, you you get okay, a genie number. What four. he's won with uh, Real Madrid. You, I mean, you only need to look he's, at the success he's had. He's a, he's yeah, he's he's just he is a he is a very good keeper. I, I you know again he's not he's not without his he's you know slightly slow getting getting to low shots and stuff, which De Gea is undeniably a lot better at and all that sort of he's, stuff but he's better with his feet really. if, if I was picking a team I pick Courtois ahead of De Gea every time I, I just I, I, he hasn't had that inconsistency that 
mm-hmm. um, head. And I'm just arguing him ahead of De Gea. There's other people that obviously, well, it's, well, we've mentioned Van der Sar, so, so I'm mentioning the reason we put him above Van der Sar as well. I think, again, Van der Sar, similarly to Courtois, you know, didn't have any inconsistencies or didn't, you know, have a kind of dodgy period. But I think they were quite similar goalkeepers. But again, if I'm comparing the two outright, Courtois is you know, his aerial, his sort of box dominance, his aerial dominance was insanely good. Um, better, I think he's, a, you know, um, a sort of better shot stopper than, than, than Van der Sar. I, I just can't, Van der Sar was very good, but, you know, I think he was slightly elevated by being Man United's first choice than, I know, you know, he had a, he was, you know, Juventus keeper for a while and, and all that sort of stuff. But I never really felt that Van der Sar was top tier, whereas I do believe, Courtois is, and that's really why I've put him above those two. My, my choice to put uh, Van der Sar in second was mainly formed around uh, the mm. fact that during my entire, well, the majority of my childhood that I can remember, mm. he was he was held so highly, and I I, I, I cannot I can say I did not watch that much football. Mm. I've not seen him play that often, but just because he was spoken about so much and the rep yeah his reputation was was there and it, it, yeah it's almost though like you know it was such an iconic name that as soon as like we decided to make that list, this list the first person that popped into my head was van der sar like instantly yeah just because of that I, I, and i mean that shows the power power of reputation for the record like i won't get into where he is on my list he is on my list he was a brilliant keeper um and stuff and and um but yeah, I, I just, if you, my basis for that is just if you're asking me outright, I mean, I guess I, I'm slightly done over by the fact that, um, you know, Van der Sar had a, had a longer, you know, slightly longer career. I mean, Courtois, yeah, I was, well, I was about to say that, you know, we're talking over the course of the Premier League, but Courtois did win two, two league titles I and was central he, he to it. He had a, um, a drop-off as well in form, didn't he, Van der Sar, when I think was his, was his wife uh, died. News to me, but you may be right. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I hang out on. I wouldn't hang a lack of form on that. I think he was fairly consistent for his entire entire time at Man United. But um, you know, I think, I think if if you're if you're speaking honest honestly to a Man United fan, De Gea has been inconsistent. But but De Gea's best is better than Van der Sar's best. Van der Sar was good, very good. But I can't ever say he was like you know, you never had other teams knocking on the door, you know, knocking on the door for him and stuff. But anyway, I've, I've spoken too long. I didn't even have Courtois in my list. I'd... No, and, and I don't necessarily think that's like completely mental of anyone, but just because of the way it panned out. But again, as I say, I just looked at, at a keep, the keeper's ability and, and thought I can't, can't leave him out personally. But That's why I had to hear yeah. a second because I think I think you're definitely right. The last few years he's been very consistent, very poor. His first few seasons in the league, trying to adapt to it, you know, his frail sort of frame, and you know, was he strong enough for it? But I think don't in forget though, peak and inform, he was he was so good. I think I had more when when he was in form and when you knew he was starting. I think that was like, oh my gosh, the haze in there. I never had that with Courtois. I was never like. Oh no, Courtois in there, and I don't know if if I I would easily and every time take De Gea and inform De Gea if they're both in form over Courtois all the time, every time. I think you got to take into consideration the fact that when 
a lot of people say, oh, he started off his Manchester United career a bit dodgy. Like, look at that United team that Ferguson, you know, just before he left, how he got any of them players to the top end of the table is beyond me when you had, like, the likes of, I mean, Wes Brown and Anderson and stuff like that. So, you know, I just think a lot of people look at his early start, early years at United as being dodgy. Yes, they were, but at the same time, like, that Manchester United team was not its strongest at all. Well, yet they were still producing. No, yes come on, no, let's they, be honest. But, well, but they, but the, so the, for De Gea's first two seasons and the seasons with Ferguson, that, that team, they, they won the title in his second year. And the, his yeah. first year, they lost the title on the last day of the season thanks to a certain Sergio Aguero goal. So they were not a weak team. By any, I know, <laughs> no, I know no, on paper I mean, they, look, they never were. You look I, back, I, I yeah, you look it. back. That's what I'm saying. You look back at the team and you think of the calibre of players that they had. You look at, you look at the league as well. You'd be like, how, how did Ferguson get that team anywhere? Because I, I, there was a I lot of good players the first, there, but they were also I'll be the first to say that. Ferguson's biggest strength was getting the very, very, very most out of very distant. Oh yeah, definitely not. Not amazing players, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that up to. This is why De Gea was dodgy in his first couple of years because the Man United team wasn't that no, strong. No, 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 no. I would say that the opposite. I mean, he's a. He, as we've seen recently, he's a confidence keeper through and through. Like he, yeah, and yeah. he's been. You know when, and that, that's that's why my my, you know, view of him goes down because I think when things aren't going right for him he's he's not he's not the guy one and if anything man united have obviously not you know not been nearly as strong since ferguson left and i think because de gea found form in the years up post ferguson i think it almost highlighted you know it's highlighted him favorably in a way you know i'll give an example you know the um you know the season when chelsea um finished 10th and it was a season when Mourinho got sacked and it was all a completely disastrous season and Hazard was supposedly awful when he, when, he, when he wasn't. He just didn't get on the score sheet. And everyone was saying, Willian, wasn't Willian amazing that year and stuff? Willian's been, Willian's been great. Willian was, had benefited from being one of, one of the few players who didn't underperform. So, of course, that gets looked upon as like, oh, isn't he, isn't he being brilliant? I wonder if, if De Gea's incredible form and, it, and it, at times it was very very good um has been slightly sort of puffed up by the fact that because man united have been so you know below par in the in the grand scheme of things in that time and it, it, it does that sort of you know slightly massage the way we remember it just i mean he's been like play you got player of the year like three years in a row didn't he or something like yeah because this is this is, is not he's literally the the but is it because, to, is because Man United just haven't have not had a strong enough team, and he's been obviously his his form has been really good. But I just wonder whether if they had a stronger team, would the hair have stood out as much? Like when, as you said, Dave, like uh, you, you never sort of you wouldn't you put the hair in ahead of Courtois all the time. But you know, when Courtois has had his best form, Chelsea have had Costa and Hazard and Kante and, and all these sorts of players to stand out. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying Man United have been have had no I, one. I, th- but, I think he would stand out. I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you for what. Right. So, so, for what? <laughs> so I know, I, I know I've, spoke, I, I've mentioned it a few times, but never actually spoken about it too much. But, yeah. XG. <laughs> <laughs> right, I XG. love it. XG. Oh. I hate XG. I love it. So, <laughs> if, if you look at, like, shots against David De Gea, uh, in, you, you know, the seasons where he's been a little bit off form, Recently, say, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you look at the defenders in, in front of him, they're obviously allowing more chances to come in. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're looking at his XG, his XG isn't actually changing all that much. So he, 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 there is some arguments to say there that he's somewhat more consistent than perhaps what you're giving him credit for because he's, he's facing harder shots to save and more of them. Obviously, yeah. that, that doesn't make up for the, the, the howlers, the, 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 the 30 yard hit out where he's missing it near post. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't allow for that. But I feel like if you had a, you know, an, an amazing, amazing defence in front of him and a, a nice like, sweeper in front of that defence to mop up some balls and he was facing less, mm. less shots and his XG, what, like, you know the, the the shots that he's supposed to be saving, he was saving. If you're looking at it from an XG standpoint, I feel like he'd stand out so much because he would not really be conceding that many goals. He'd hardly be conceding any. I, I know. In front of him. I know what you're saying, and I, for the record, I'm not. I'm not trying to slag the hair off, and I'm not trying to say don't rate him. I mean, I, I, we promised we wouldn't do this, but for the record, he is. Um, he is on my list and stuff. He's not like. Um, he's not out of the running, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of of saying that I think certain keepers would do better with better quality defenders. Of course, there that is true to to, to a certain degree. But my my um, view of De Gea, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I when he joined, I thought you know this guy is just dodgy as hell. I was amazed when he became. A lot more solid, but my issue with the hair is I've always felt he's got a, he's got a mistake in him. He's always got an he's always got a letting it letting a goal in at the near post in him. Even when he was his most confident and and surprisingly unflappable, I never re- I, I mean I don't know whether it's just you know this just comes down to instinct and it gets a bit tedious. But um, he was a very 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 good possibly the world's best shot stopper for the for that entire stretch, and that's. But that this is the, the being a shot stopper gets put forward as the only thing in goalkeeping that you really need. Of course, less so now because you need to be good at your feet. But prior to that, it was you know if a keeper makes all these you know reflex saves and stuff, he's he's deemed brilliant. But there were so many other opportunities, you know, um, put, like De Gea would be not just you know not flashy on on corners and crosses. He'd be poor on crosses. Um, there would be lots of goals scored at the near post that um, uh, he, that he would let that he would let through under or you know under his legs or whatever that I would that I would just think okay. You don't look at that and see it as a mistake, but a better keeper would save it. And the, the, these, this is what comes into it. Again, I'm not trying to say, like, therefore the conclusion is De Gea's rubbish at all. But I just think that he was a very kind of um, whatever the opposite of well-rounded goalkeeper is. He was amazing at what he was good at. Absolutely amazing. Like, like pos- as I say, possibly the world's best shot stopper. But in the other aspects of goalkeeping, he was... I mean, below pars is probably too harsh, but he wasn't great at, at a lot of the stuff, which I think every other goalkeeper on my on my list here was very good at. And I think to be to be a really top quality goalkeeper, I want them to be good at more than just. It's like having a very, a very, very, very unbelievably skillful player who can't tackle or shoot. That that's that's why I felt like De Gea was. He was like a, the, possibly the Black most skillful. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think if I can think of an example. Um, Ozil. <laughs> Ozil, yeah, yeah, possibly. But but again, I you know, 
that's it's not a direct a direct comparison but that that's that's my view of of De Gea and that's always been my my criticism of him I don't think he's 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 not complete he's not a complete goalkeeper and you don't need to be a complete goalkeeper but I just think everybody else on my list has has got attributes in other areas of being a goalkeeper that I would value as much as shot stopping shot stopping is the flashy thing it's what gets on all the highlight reels and it's what goalkeepers do but you know it's not it's 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 there's so much more to goalkeeping and I think that's that's why I always put him you know not hugely far below but just below some of the some of the other you question his ability to do the the fundamentals like the fundamental aspects of no i don't i don't i don't question his ability i just think lots of other keepers did the whole round kind of spectrum of being a goalkeeper better than he did he excelled at shot stopping better than better than anyone and that's most of being what of, of being a goalkeeper let's boy well, you know 50 60 percent of being a goalkeeper but being being able to pull off reflex saves isn't doesn't mean that you're also able to you know I I think the the best the best kind of all round everything goalkeeper right now is Oblak like Oblak um, he's huge he'll come for come for crosses in the box so he's got you know aerial dominance which is hugely underrated if if you don't notice it if you keeper doesn't do it it's difficult for small keepers but but I remember when when and again I don't mean to reference him again but when Courtois came and I remember for about a year the first year every cross every cross that came into Chelsea's box he'd come and claim it and I just remember thinking this is a new type of this is a complete new type of feeling of security um but Oblak won't let if you beat I always I always feel like if you score against Oblak you've there's there's nothing Oblak could have done like Oblak is, he, he would he would cover always always have his near post covered. You won't be able to get the ball under him because his leg positioning is brilliant. His like positioning when he's rush, rushing out to get to meet you know one on ones or whatever is really good. All that sort of stuff comes into it, and I don't question De Gea's ability to do that. I just think other keepers did those little things a lot better than he did. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I sorry, agree. I, I've rabbited on there. I do apologise. <laughs> You um, bouncing rabbit. I, I did that sleep thing where your eyes stay a bit open. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that down. No, I'll edit that down for sure. No, no, it's like <laughs> number three. Uh, number number three. So, uh, well, I will. I'll go first, given that I had a strange oh, number God. two. <laughs> Van der Sar. Van der Sar was my number three. So we. So, yeah. so I had um, I had Courtois for mine, and I'll tell you why. Harry, tell them why. Tell, tell, all right, here we go. Right, so David De Gea, right? Back to podcast at 14.02. No, but yeah. Um, no, but yeah. That's good yeah. England. I, right I agree, I agree with that. But uh, hmm. but yeah, um, obviously just the the, the the iconic name of Van der Sar and what that means for me, you know, personally in my childhood is... Yeah. is Literally the only reason uh, Van der Sar even made my list, let alone came second on there. Obviously, before I do this, I'd do like a bit of research at least uh, and go into yeah. like statistics and stuff because I do like a lot about statistics. And he, he was an excellent keeper, won a lot. But Courtois, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Harry. Um, mm. not, absolutely not, without, not without his flaws whatsoever, but, but yeah, just... No. Um, just and, and obviously more bases you, than most. You, you can see how how great he is by what he's gone on to achieve in his career with Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, whether yeah, whether yeah. I can I can use that to you know validate how, like he's a Premier one of the best Premier League keepers ever. 
I, I don't mm. know. But I feel, I feel like you can use it a little bit. <laughs> it's tough to judge because he obviously didn't. Yeah. Like if he'd have had that when he was at Atletico, if he'd have had that those years in the Premier League, or if he'd have just stayed a bit longer at Chelsea, there might be a bit more talk of him being side of up. But he left in a bit of a, you know, Chelsea fans don't really like him anymore, which I think is a bit pathetic. Um, and, um, you know, he left, he didn't have his sort of, you know, only what, what was it, 2050? So he only had four years, four Tell me more about claiming claiming corners. Yeah, I, 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 as I say, I'm like Czech is a big lad, and I'd never seen him do do the stuff that this guy was doing. What I will say is, he stopped. He did it less so after that year, but for that first year, every cross, every single cross that was looped in, I was like, "Course, I was having that. I don't care where it is in the box. He's coming to get it, and he's catch. He's not punching it. That was the big thing as well. He never. He very rarely punched. He caught him, and it was like. And it was like possessions turned over, no threat. Doesn't matter how tall they were, how strong they were, he'd always get it. Anyway, sorry, I got to stop ranting. Sorry, I, it's, it's my fault, Harry. I've been <laughs> setting you up for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, fun. Fun. it's fun to see how passionate you get over Courtois. I know, it's like you trigger. <laughs> the reason, the reason, yeah, the reason, I didn't, the reason I didn't put him number one, I, as, I, as I said, I, I back up what I said earlier, which is I think that at, at his very pinnacle, for the record, house, I was joking. Oh. <laughs> That's why. Okay. I don't want to set you off again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, you're, you're number three. Courtois. And Harry, you're number he's three. really good looking, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Courtois. Our next yeah, week's podcast. Courtois. <laughs> it's Harry. Anyway, Harry now. Number, th- number three, Dave. Number uh, three. Yeah, what about you guys? You know, mine's really... Jens. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lehman. Jens. Lehman. The lame man. The lame man, yeah. He was... I don't even know why. I mean, I guess... I guess... Was it a red card against Barcelona? I mean... It was indeed. Yeah, that's... I mean, but that's not in the Premier League, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's why... It's a guy with big balls to do that. I just think he was... He was a... He was a very vocal keeper... um, Someone like a big personality matched the personality of the Invincibles, was a leader. Mm. Um, <laughs> I remember a bit about him, but I, I, I'm almost regret putting him in third because I ultimately don't know why. I think he won obviously <laughs> a few trophies with us. He was a big commanding keeper, big presence, leader. You had, a, you had a period after he left that you struggled to replace keepers, him, I think, similar yeah. to the kind of Man United period after Barthez when they had like Tim Howard and Roy Carroll and all that, all sort of, and not a Bartes after Schmeichel when they even Bartes came in. Bartes wasn't quite right. I think he's um, compensate, overcompensate for his ability. Do you, you yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, do, do you think, do you feel as if he won you games in the same way that other keepers that we've already mentioned? Did? I think it's tough because I think our team won his games. I think because yeah. of the way Wenger set up the team and then because of the ability of the team. I don't think we're that team that we had to rely on our keeper to win his games because we had match winners from up front to midfield, even at times at the back. So it's hard. It's hard to. I think that's why it's hard to judge him because if he was in a maybe lesser team where mm. he, you know, he's facing a lot more shots, I think it'll be able. It'll be easier to gauge his ability. But because he was in such a team that did so well, that dominated mm. games. It's kind of hard to judge his capability. That's why I'm saying his personality, because he was such a big presence, because he had a personality, because he was a leader, that almost made up for the fact that he wouldn't really have to face shots. He wouldn't have to make that many saves. Mm. 
So whether yeah, that's I didn't have him in third or not. <laughs> I mean, I um, I considered him. I, I I left him off in the end, but I, but I I considered him for 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 everything you said. That I think his character was a big thing. Um, I he's very he's solid. Like he's not he's he, he, you know he wasn't without his without a mistake. But he yeah. but he was very you know he wasn't you wouldn't worry about him. You just think. You know, cool. That's fine. We don't. You know, your type of keeper has. You always talk about confidence or even arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Um, but the, I mean, the reason why the main reason why I left him off, and I know we're not considering someone like David Seaman because obviously he's, you know, best days were long gone by the turn of the millennium. <laughs> but I just remember the Seaman. You know, that was sort of early support or early football supporting, and I just remember comparing Seaman Layman and thinking. Like Seaman was better, and I just so in my mind I was like, I can't, I can't put him in the top echelons of it, just because I think, even from an Arsenal perspective, I know it's I know it's, it's I know it's not the point of this list. The point is post two thousand, but um, maybe as a naive young fan, I didn't appreciate him as much as I should have done. But I, I just remember never, you know, putting him in that. I, I guess it, it was also around the time when you know Chelsea had Czech and Man United had Van der Sar, so I always put him under those two, but. Um, mm. But no, he, he would, to be honest, I, I think I've got him number six. So, mm. uh, so I shouldn't have said that. We're not allowed to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rules, Harry. Uh, and then, Roe, it's Edison, I imagine? No. No, no. No. Alison. Um, number three. No, no, no. Joe Who Hart. would any of you want to have a guess? Joe Hart. I think. It's not, it's not anyone in the league. Well, not anyone in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably think if he's in the league now, in the league, in the league now, but it kind of is. I need to double check. I think it's Carl Walker. <laughs> Do not speak of that name. Uh, Laura, no. David James. Uh, who's nope. who? The hell is not in the league, but kind of in the league. Like what? Right, I need. Who, I, I, just, I should have double checked. It was in the. It was in the league last year. Yes. Rainer. Pepe, Pepe yeah. Rainer. Pepe Rainer. I am. Third for me. Josh, I know what you mean by in the league, but kind of not. <laughs> but he is very much in the league. He plays for yeah, Aston Villa. He's gone. He's, he's gone from Is he gone? He's, he's, he's gone, gone, gone back gone. to um, Lazio, I think he's at now. Oh, no. Yeah. And they've signed um, Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martinez. Good deal. That's, that. a, that's a very yeah, good man. signing. I know. And, not, and that's brilliant for is. Arsenal to get 20 million did they, for that. Yeah. That would have 18, gone for about two, like eight months ago or whatever. Yeah, and like if you did that transfer in April, you'd be lucky to get anything for him. <laughs> Can I uh, just, just, just before uh, I let Ro explain his choice, I will just briefly, briefly say, um, Courtois. Before <laughs> Courtois. <laughs> so you Courtois. guys know how I feel. You guys know how I feel about Henderson, right? Russell, of course. Right. So before before there was Henderson, there was a there was a birth of this of this passion that I feel for players who don't deserve to be rated as highly, and it started with Pepe Reina. <laughs> I will leave that there. Here's I another half an hour segment from Harry. <laughs> oh, but I, I've, I've run the He's just the Harry podcast. <laughs> my earliest memories of Pepe yeah, Reina no. were off my um my mum, and she was um I remember. Uh, she used to think he was really fit. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, he looked look, look like Benitez is done, like a, a Spanish waiter F or a Spanish dancer teacher. I don't know. Anyway. Why Reina then, bro? Well, like, I was looking, I was trying to go off the top of the list from 
the same aspect as uh, Ash, you know, like names that stuck with me. Um, obviously, Van der Sar, Czech, and then when I went down, like, obviously thinking Joe Hart, but I thought, like, who else was there technically, like, before Joe Hart? And Pepe Reina, like, he did his, he did, he wasn't at Liverpool for, for long, three, maybe four seasons. Uh, so, but when I had a look, was it? Yeah, it was 2004-5-6 uh, he signed, and then he left in when they signed Mignolet, 14 or so, oh. 13, 13 or so. Uh, yeah, I thought he was there for it. Like, or 12 or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I've got that mixed up. You can edit that out. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's, how long, that's how long he was relevant, right? That's how long he was relevant. Well, yeah. That's, that that was years, kind of his peak that. of his career. He had a, a, a three, four-year peak. Um, but no, I just, I just don't know. I just... It came to it just came to me as a name, and then as for whenever obviously Liverpool played, you know they didn't have the greatest defense in front of them, but yeah, he was a very big character, especially in in that league. Like they had what Skirtle, Gerard, you know, big big names, but you know having a keeper, you also need to compete with them big names as well. The dressing room, and I think he his, did a his very stats good job of that. In, in my in like obviously I you know I'll save myself from a rant, but in going against what I think of him, his stats. Are very good like his his clean yes, sheet record yeah. is really good and yeah. it, you know and and you know you can always give the argument liverpool were not a you know they were predominantly quite a solid team in that era but yeah. nevertheless he his defensive you know clean sheet stats are really good and, and stuff um <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah i feel like maybe maybe like obviously he was he was a little boy at his time i think maybe he was a, a much more defensively stable club he might have got even more recognition. Um, I just don't think he got the, the complete recognition. Harry's. Harry's tell you why. Tell you why, Josh. Because he was being overrated. He was so overrated. No. See, no, I think... Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I, I think when he stepped up at Villa, when they got him... Did they get him on a lawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he went on loan to Villa, I thought he was quite a good keeper for a yeah. 30, they might, they might on a 37, 38 year old. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought he was really quite good. I mean, that's the age. I've just I've just done a little check in then about ages and stuff. But that's the age. I mean, Petr Cech, who who we all got as first on our list. That's that's mm. the age he is now, and it, like you know, Pepe Ren is still playing football to it. High enough standards to play in the Premier League. I think that must must mean something in terms yeah. of like but then the, longe- the longevity of his career. I mean, it's well, fantastic. Like Czech, Czech, I mean, I don't disagree with that. But but Czech retired what last year, and he was still yeah. like I know I know I know Leno was was kind of first choice, but he was still goalkeeping for Arsenal without being told yeah. you're not you're not at this level. And similarly, I think Van der Sar's last game for Man United was a Champions League final when he was forty or forty one. Um, that's me just being. I think I'm just. I think I'm just hearing defence for Pepe Reina and just just fucking throwing punches. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know if Petr Cech was like that much better than what Pepe Reina was when in his final season. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to throw throw shade on it, or are you? Or am I running too far? Go on, go on. No, no, no. We'll, we'll allow you. I'm going to make a cup of tea. You go. I'm going to limit. I'm going to limit it to, to about 25 seconds. Okay. Um, 
just just <laughs> m more more that it's more of a kind of like um mistake ridden goalkeeper at a high level than i've ever than i've ever seen at a top club every single time he would make a mistake the commentators would bizarrely keep saying that's so unpepe reina like even though it never was ever ever um I'm so pleased when Liverpool got Allison because it finally meant that Liverpool fans could stop pretending that he was anything but a bloody average keeper. There we go. Is that a, <laughs> those few seconds, well done, Harry. That was, that was I know that must have been hard, but well done, Harry. That was actually fantastic. I was going to have a conversation with himself on. in the mirror afterwards. I feel like I would have had Shea given above Pepe Ray. I would, I would as well. I would absolutely. Nah. Yeah. So I'd have, I would have 25, 30 keepers above him. No, no. Maybe, maybe that's a bit Maybe that's a bit would, But I would genuinely, I would genuinely be to see if I... I would be interested to see how many keepers. I, I reckon... I mean, I've got... I've got I'm not, I won't say it because it might spoil some people on the others list, but I mean, I've made five and he's not in that. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six others that I considered for the list that I'd have above him. Um, and then I, uh, there's off the top of my head there's at least 10 more that I would have above him anyway we won't go into that um so that's we've all done we've all done three um and I think that's okay Reina Reina gets in there so number four I mean I'll, if he's already been mentioned you might as well say it um yeah I've David got De Gea. Gea. I got the hair number four as well yeah me too anyone else who is it people you guys have got have people who haven't mentioned Hugo Hugo. Okay. Juego, Juego. Uh, I See, I, I was so tempted to put Juego in there. Hugo. Like, obviously, yeah. World Cup winner. Well, World Cup yeah. captain winner. But, but just yeah, it's just the thing of... It, can, can he really be considered as, you know, one of the top five goalkeepers in the league? I mean, he's fantastic keeper. Is, his his reaction his his reactions are fantastic, and I love him so much. I feel like I have to praise him so much because I do really love him. Mm. But we, we've not won anything major. Yeah, but bollocks to that. Gareth Bale never won anything major with Tottenham. He's still a Premier League great. Yeah, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a bit different though, isn't it? Very, very briefly, because I know I'll let Egby explain his choice, but I'll very briefly say that I I know what you mean about about Lloris. Like I've left him off my list, but. Um, I, he he kind of feels to me a bit like De Gea, but less ex, to the less extremes. I think Lloris is a very good shot stopper, not as good as De Gea was at his very best, but has mistakes in him. Not as many as De Gea ha mistakes as De Gea, yeah, but that's similar sort of mould. Like about my process. Yeah, but Dave, go on. You you run us through why you chose him. I think just because he's he's solid. I think obviously in the last few seasons, I think he struggled. There's been a bit. Mm. System, but I think prior to that, I think he's just been a, a solid keeper. I think it's hard once. I think once you hit third, I think it's more consistency. Like check for me, check was obviously number one. Agreed with you guys because he was outstanding. And arguably, if it hadn't have been for his head injury, we could be talking about him in the same bracket. Schmeichel was maybe the best keeper ever in the Premier League. Oh. De Gea again. I just thought. At his best, he was immense. I know we've discussed in length of his um, inconsistencies and sort of he was up and down. He wasn't good at other aspects of goalkeeping, but I think at his best, he was he was unbelievable. And then I think for me anyway, I think once you hit third to fifth, I think it's it's maybe not about being spectacular, but just about being consistent and solid. And for me, Laurie's I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's a bit of personal preference mixed in there as well. 
Because mm. I, I was just thinking, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, I, I agree with you actually. We, we've been blessed with that, and Loris has, has been, you know, uh, yes, possibly the last couple of years, question marks have, have started to arise, but, but generally that, I mean, speaking, that's, that's about most the whole keepers, team, really, not yeah, just, but not just Lloris. But, but with a goalkeeper, I think it's it's a bit unique if they start to you know. But but I think um, what he's been there since twelve thirteen. That very few keepers have like eight eight years of of being you know consistently at the at that level. And and, and he's been you know you never once look at Tottenham and think oh they need a new keeper at all. And and I think that's you know they've throughout that time they've been certainly European challenging um, and sometimes title challenging. So. Um, of course, last season he was out injured with that uh, broken elbow for, for a good couple yeah, of months. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, okay. you know, he's coming back from that injury. And then there was the whole drink driving thing and, and, yeah. and whatnot. But, but yeah. Punching Hyungsun Min for not running back. Um, Ro, your number so four. So he should. Was Hugo. Yeah, oh, it was, 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 was Loris as well. Oh, okay. Sorry, I would have. Let you both explain, but yeah. Um, okay. well, you'll have very little resistance when we decide to make the definitive top five. In a minute, so you guys will yeah. <laughs> You've had your time to talk, Harry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, this, yeah. is, this is where I think it'll be really interesting, is uh, number five. Well, has anyone got Van der Sart, do you say? Yeah. Yeah, has anyone else got, Ro, have you got anyone we've already mentioned yet? No. <laughs> no. No. All right, who who have you got? Wait, can I before I go? Actually, no. I was just going to say I might ask Dave why he put Loris in front of Van der Sar, but I think that we've we've talked about both both those guys for for enough. But I just thought, yeah, that's interesting. But no, anyway. Sorry, Ro. I'll cut this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ro, me, number you are number five. For me, uh, Joe Hart. Joe Hart. And City yeah, player. Yeah. Two Tottenham players. Yeah. <laughs> Two Tottenham players. Yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham reserve, okay. <laughs> Gazaniga number six. There's no, Tottenham um, Gazaniga. Obviously, 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 he had his, um, a, great, a great stint at City. Obviously, Pep came in and, and flipped it all on his head and I think that mm. that's what's made his, his form dip because... He was. He thought he was at that, you know, the top, and he was, you know, flying high. And then Pep basically took that ladder off him, and then he's just come, you know, tumbling down. Unfortunately, but um, you... there's a transition from City, um, you know, when we started to, you know, make make waves and started you know, playing a certain style of football regarding the players that we were getting in. Mm. He was part of that journey and. He definitely stepped up to that as well. Being, you know, like you talk about a span of a team. You got, you know, we had company. You had David Silva and Yaya Torre, and then you had, you know, Aguero and Jeco up, up top as well. Um, Pablo yeah, he was, he was, you know, he was really he, important for that. that yeah, you know, that he he was a big yeah. Because yeah. you bought Shea Given, didn't you? When you when you when the money yes. came in, you got Shea yeah. Given because you didn't expect him to, and then he just came. Up, he, had a, he had a year yeah. at Birmingham. And again, Shrewsbury. he was one of those keepers that had. Well, I think you bought him from Shrewsbury, but yet you went, you loaned him to Birmingham. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought we, got, we bought him from Birmingham. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, just for me, that journey that he had, um, 
you know, and then obviously making his way to towards you know the England squad and whatnot. Like, I just think yeah. he developed his own kind of style when it came to not necessarily shot stopping, but more like kind of one on one. He started diving in a certain kind of stance where he just made his body as huge as possible, which you know every, yeah. every goalkeeper would do. But yeah, well, he like seemed to get a yeah, a lot of credit to it because he'd do it like rapid, like he'd. Literally, as the player's about to shoot, he'd just get into that position within like a millisecond and narrow all the space and make yeah. the, the goal a lot smaller. And he well, just, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you want to talk about a confidence keeper, that's ultimately what I think Joe Hart is. I mean, I, I didn't know. Pep Guardiola well, I don't know. Out. But I, 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 I think that I think almost the, the I think, well, in the sense that I think he's an extreme example because I don't think Hart, I think Hart was made a lot of mistakes in his in his career and stuff and you know for England and things like that but he always bounced back because he was he had that kind of brush just like I, I know I'm I know I'm sick it doesn't matter I think the, the obviously it is mad to see his fall from grace given how Guardiola you know he was just put in a horrible position because Guardiola yeah. basically came in and said I'm see signing another keeper but they, but it was like late in the transfer window so he got you know no one no one wanted him and he had to go to Torino because um, it was last minute and that kind of and he knew my career at City's over and that you know that would kind of shatter shatter you a bit maybe it was he, the dandruff that was making him a good keeper oh I oh, think that's it as soon as it shows as soon as that contract <laughs> ended <laughs> but but yeah he, he, he I think he, he's been harshly done by given yeah the, because Guardiola came and you know keepers need to be good with their feet he got you know forced out but um, if, if he literally just snipped his career like if he just didn't you know? Ended his career when he obviously went to Torino and didn't play for Burnley, and obviously didn't sign for Spurs. Like if you just look at his career, like from when going from Shrewsbury and then that loan from uh, Birmingham back to City. Um, yeah. If you just look at it then, especially as a journey as well, like it is quite of a biased opinion. But like seeing that journey develop and just you know he probably came into his own. Um, like I just think you don't necessarily see that as often in, in, in modern football as much. He's he's definitely he's definitely I see him as similar sort of bracket as, as Loris, like that sort of, you know, very, very um you know, I, I think one thing I, I would give him credit for is I think his personality similar, maybe similar to that of Lehman. Like if he had a really, really good game, he could lift the team as well. Yeah. Um yeah. against Barcelona he had an unbelievable game. I know against Champions yeah. League, but I remember a Barcelona game in the Champions yeah. League that he was that he was good for, but um, I mean, it's stuff yeah. like that though. That, that's the reason I'm glad he's signed for Spurs. I mean, it, it's good to be around like that yeah, kind of person. Yeah, imagine having that in the dressing room must be fantastic. Well, not even just the dressing room, just on the training field as well. Like, I, I mean, I, I know we haven't got many young keepers that are around the first team, but he's bringing mm-hmm. that like extra bit of experience and that extra bit of, you know what I mean? Just yeah. that extra yeah. oomph. And again, looking looking at like you know why people might say oh he had far too many you know mistakes in him. I think the reason why a lot of people will say that is because you know some of them mistakes were outrageous mistakes. So the one obviously when you know against England, you know he made a couple of it's bloopers, Wales. but yeah, and but then the goal oh, against that Stoke, Bell's free the kick goal against me. Stoke, you know where Peter Crouch scored that absolute ridiculous goal. People go oh yeah Joe Hart was in net for that, and then for England. Ibrahimovic scoring an overhead kick. Oh yeah, Joe Hart was in net for that. So people remember them. Like 
you know, if it was any other goalkeeper, they'd, you know, they'd, 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 they'll have, you know, bad, bad names said against them because, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have been off his line. But, you know, would, would, would any keeper expected Ibrahimovic or Peter Crouch to take a shot like that as far out? Obviously not. So, you know, any other keeper in the world might have been in the exact same boat. But I think because, unfortunately, it happened to him a little, little bit more often than not compared to other keepers. I think that really damaged his, um, his, his shine. Well, it, it took the shine away from his, you know, overall performance at uh, the club. Mm. No, I agree with that. So I've got um, Alisson. Alisson, okay. Yeah, Alisson Becker. As my number Thanks. five choice. <laughs> As opposed to some random woman called Alison. Yeah, <laughs> from work. She's really nice. <laughs> she's, she's very good. Absolute keeper. Um, <laughs> it was got to happen at some I'm going to cut that down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alison, yeah. I just got it. <laughs> yeah, oh, Alison. I think, I think like, if, if you're looking at like what defines a new age modern day keeper, I think you can look no further than, than Alisson, really. I think... I mean, you could say Edison, because he's... Yeah, but Ed, right, Edison, Edison is reckless and comes far too quickly <laughs> off his line. Right? Kicks yes, people yes, in the face. Yes, he's like Alisson and Neuer mixed together. So the best, yes. best combo. Yes, he's brilliant keeper. That's yes, high praise, that is. He's fantastic with his feet, but you could say Alisson's not too far off like what he can do with his feet. Do you think it's not too early? Brilliant and stuff like that. Do you think you it's are? not too early to be saying that for Alisson? You could say you you could say that, but he, he's won a he's a Premier League champion. He's won the Champions League with Liverpool. Uh, I know it's a little, a little bit less, but the right, then what Super about Cup, Schmeichel then? The Club World Cup. About him, he's a he's a Premier League winner. Yeah. Reckless. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to ask. Do you think in five years Edison and Allison could make this list? I, was I, th- I think Allison could make it now. I think if you could both make it. How do you think yeah, it's for both? He's fantastic shot stopper as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you look, maybe, maybe you can. If I mean, if someone wants to give all the praise to Virgil Van Dijk for coming in and fixing up like their <laughs> defensive situation, they can. But it's just not true. If you. You know, yeah, the amount of impact. He has been hugely important yeah. for, for them. Having, the amount of impact Alisson has made. can't win the league without a good keeper. Exactly. Uh, and, and, like, how far were they off winning the league before Van Dijk and, and, and you know, Alisson have come in? Well, they finished, they finished yeah. like, what, fourth, was it? Third? I think, I think so, fourth, yeah. But, like, quite a distant fourth. Mm. And, I mean, they, they, and then they've... All, all these goals that they were conceding in that season prior to that, they suddenly weren't. And then they've pushed City till the last day of the season and lost it by one point and then completely dominated it the next. And yeah, he, he, he's, um, he's undoubtedly a, a, a good, a really good keeper. Um, I, what I've, for the record, I have him as my fifth as well. I just thought I've spoken too much, so I'll let you do it. Um, but to, to add in there... Um, uh, I agree with what you asked, Dave. You know, is it is it too early? You know, for him, and it, and it, you know, in some ways, it was a toss up between Edison and Allison, and I and I think that, yeah, I I I feel as if Allison is a little bit more. Well, Edison's distribution is unreal, but I think Allison's more of a well-rounded keeper. But on the subject of is it too early? Frequently, when we when we've been doing this series, I've always said I'm not going to include people who, you know, in, who are only three or four years into their Premier League career for that reason. You know, it's too soon to say, and maybe in a few years. So I, I feel a bit of a hypocrite including him here. 
hippo um, grip. But a hippo grip. But I just thought to myself, like comparing it, if I if I had to choose between any of the ones that I considered, like you know, left out, like Loris or Lehman, um or Joe Hart or you know, Pepe Arena. Um, Sorry, what was that? I one? think. I think it is. Sorry, we just had a picture flash up of a, of a hippo wearing a, a, a crip uh, group uh, bandana. Very good. Oh, it's <laughs> good. Please sell, please sell that to me. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, he's got enough. I, I think my, I have confidence that his ability as a goalkeeper is going to stand him in instead of we are probably going to. And, and so to Edison, in a way, stands, consider them for this list. Um, and you know, I think he's a you know he's he's got enough about him in terms of like a revolution. Revol- he's not a Neuer, but he's but he's certainly revolutionised the with, along with Edison the way the Premier League um, goalkeepers are. And and I yeah, I just considered him a slightly stronger candidate than 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 others on on the. It list. would have to be two Brazilians but, as well, wouldn't it? But it's yeah. A, yeah, it they're, they're like coming in and can, suddenly yeah. goalkeepers can play football. <laughs> true, true that. Dave, who's who's your fifth? It was Van der Sar. Van der Sar. Oh, we've already been there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up. Okay. You're presenting. I'm <laughs> talking too much. So, 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 so. so. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you may remember between all the rants about Courtois and Reina. Anyway, so we need a, we need a definitive list. Um, just for the record, I also considered Brad Friedel. I thought he he should get a mention. Yeah. He's got a yeah, goal. Yeah, what, what, were, you, I, what were your uh, honourable mentions? Honourable mentions, yeah, go on. Shout Tim out. Howard. Go, 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 Paul Robinson. Tim Howard. Tim Howard. Paul, Robin- Paul Robinson. He was very good for, I think he That's was the Goliath. second best keeper in the league for a couple of years, Paul Robinson, but slightly tailed off when he went to Blackburn. <laughs> Yaskalainen. Yaskalainen. That's, That's when I first knew him. My mum thought he was shout- um I would also what about Mark Schwarzer? I yeah. love Mark Schwarzer. Yeah. When he I was the best he's the best backup well, apart from that season we had Czech as a backup. He's the best backup keeper we've Rob had. Green. Mm. No. <laughs> um what about uh well, we like David James? Nigel Martin. Yeah. I mean, he's won a league, but a bit below everyone we've mentioned, I'd say. Or maybe, maybe, no, maybe, as in maybe everyone we've mentioned for the, maybe not the honorable mentions, but I've always been a bit like critical of him just because of my Leicester ties. Um, Burnt Leno. No. What about uh, Almunia? Mendy. Edward Edward Mendy, guys. <laughs> Dude. Was it Al Mounier? I'd say Brad Friedel's a pretty good one. Fabian. Friedel, he kept he kept Loris out of the team for about six months. Yeah. Brad Friedel. Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan. It's Michael madness that Blackburn and Tottenham have shared like so many keepers. Shares um, Casey Keller. Casey Keller. Casey Keller. Before your time. Right, well, we'll, we'll, go, well, let's get the definitive list. So, um, it's Czech is number one. That was unanimous. Yes. Uh, so, the I think we've all got, apart from you, Dave, we've all, well, so I think we've all got Van der Sar on our list. We've all got De Gea. And apart from Dave, we've all got Court. 
No, wait, Ro, did you have Courtois? No, okay. Well, it's me and you. So that I think gives that says that Van der Sar and De Gea have got to be the next two, but in what order do they go? I mean, I've got Van der Sar above, above De Gea. Yeah. I, I would say that Van der Sar is you've got, above De Gea. You've got De Gea. Dave, Dave, Dave you've got De Gea and Ro. Just, I've got him second, so. Van der Sar. I've got De Gea in mine. Wait, who do you have? You've not, you've not, you've not yeah, got De Gea in no. Okay. Well, that. Okay. That's that that it. <laughs> All right. That's it. So we've got Pelicek. Wait, Ro, we're slightly, we're slightly <laughs> losing you. Van Persie. I, did it <laughs> I just, I just made out a lot of laughter in Van Persie. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're losing the audio. Van <laughs> Persie. <laughs> You're dipping in a pool every minute, every minute, every second, every other second. Right. So um, we've got. But anyway, we've got Czech. We've got Van der Sar, and I think. So, I think, um, well, De Gea, De Gea has to come next, doesn't he? I think this is quite straightforward. Yeah, I think this is quite straightforward, actually. <laughs> this is ridiculously uh, straightforward. Because three of us have got De Gea, but one hasn't. And Pepe. And, and two of us have got Courtois, and two haven't. Me and Ash have got him, and I've got him very high. Um, yeah, I'd say Courtois next. I've got Courtois then, third. So, I think, I think, I think, so, Czech, Van der Sar, De Gea... Courtois, and then I think the last one is a Lloris. is is a toss up. We've got to, did, was there two or Allison and two for Allison. Oh God, and two, yeah. And, two for and other ones that got mentioned, like Layman got mentioned and Joe Hart got mentioned. So, did we did we have two votes for Lloris back there? Yeah. So okay, we can discount Layman and Hart then, sadly, because they only got one vote. So it is a toss up between Lloris and. Allison. And and Allison. Now, I guess the question is: Did anyone have Lloris above you? You guys both had him as fourth, right? I did. Yeah. I didn't have Lloris. I didn't have Allison in that. Yeah, but I had Lloris fourth. Yeah, we I had Allison Lloris fourth. So we both had Allison fifth. That decides it. Okay, we have we have our decision, ladies and gentlemen. The top five goalkeepers in the Premier League post the year two thousand. Number five, we have Hugo Lloris. Number four. We have Thibaut Courtois. Number three, we have David De Gea. Number two, we have Edwin van der Sar. And number one, we have Petr Cech. Yay. Thanks very much for joining us once again. We're nearly there with the top five players from each position in the Premier League. Just set the midfielders to go and it is going to be very difficult to narrow it down. Anyway, that's coming in a couple of weeks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.